When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Sarcastic Remarks Studios, guys. What a great game here tonight. Uh, this is the after-game review for game number 53 against the LA Kings. A very big game, but I guess you could say that about every game up until uh, the end of the season here. But uh, my name is Ryan. I am the host of Sarcastic Remarks, and we would appreciate it if you guys go and use the DraftKings app. Next time you go and use it, use the promo code THPN. You can see that up in the right-hand corner. The next time you go and use that app and you get a special little offer from them and it also lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. So uh, they allow us to uh, to do this podcast. They allow us to uh, do a lot of watch-alongs like on the YouTube channel as well. But uh, we appreciate the support from them. So thank you to DraftKings. Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and bring in James and Chris. They're back again, both of them here tonight uh, after me doing it by myself on Sunday night. That was not as fun as when when you guys are here, but how are y'all hockey. doing tonight? Okay. Great, lovely, very fun hockey game. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, seriously, I, I absolutely love the way that this game went down. Um, any original thoughts before we get into the depth of this game? It was exactly how we thought it was going to go, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so. The Kings are supposed to be one of the most hard-nosed, locked-down defensive teams in the league that take no penalties ever. And no. <laughs> but <laughs> this, I feel like the Stars really like out-muscled them and outplayed them at their own game that they're known for, so I'm very happy about that. Still not happy with the special teams on either side. I mean, those are still not not good enough. But I'm, I'm very happy with the resolve and determination that the team is showing and the emotion that we're finally getting as we get into the playoff push that we didn't have in the beginning of the season. James, did you have anything specific that you thought of tonight's game? Someone that stood out? Was there something that you didn't like something positive that you could take out of the, out of tonight's game? Just, just like what Chris said, it's, it's the passion that we've, that we're, we felt from this game, especially with, with when, once we get into the goal summary, but late in that second period, tons of tons of passion from especially the bottom six tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the third too, the passionate defense. I mean, scrambling all over the net, doing everything that you can to keep it out, and not not just on that one play that that I'm talking about, obviously, but just throughout the night, hard back checking, hard play on the boards. It was great. Yeah, if I had to pick an MVP for tonight, you could pick a couple of people actually, but you got to really give it to the bottom six tonight, which is weird, which is something we've been complaining about for the last couple of weeks. 
you know, the fact that, you know, what do they need to do to get this bottom six going? And we're not, we weren't talking necessarily, uh, you know, scoring depth wise or anything like that, maybe a little bit, but it's mostly just seeing a little bit more from them. And especially that the, the Radulov line, Radulov, Peterson and Kiviranta, Mm -hmm. that was, uh, and it, they weren't the ones that got all the offense tonight, but in my opinion, they were the best line in the game tonight for multiple different reasons. Yeah, we, we weren't looking for them for the secondary scoring, like you're saying. We're looking to them to just bring an impact to the game, which they haven't been doing. And the past couple of games, too, and Buffalo as well, they were really the driving force behind the emotion, at least in the first half of the game, especially. So I've been very happy since I called them out, honestly. By the bottom two lines, they just heard my heard this podcast and they just knew they had to do better. And they've been great. I really liked it. They don't really I don't think either of them get on the board tonight since that Radulov goal is on the oh the 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 first goal by Glendinning, which was great. Especially in the first period, that line was exceptional. The the Glendinning Raffle Foxa line. But still both of them were great all game long. Love the four check pressure, love the defense. The penalty killing was not good, but you know, I already talked about that. So Right, and you know one of the other players that we should really shout out tonight, and uh, I've been, yeah, I've been kind of silent on him a lot, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. I guess it's a good thing because he's a defenseman. But how about the play of Ryan Suter tonight? Like, yeah. uh, if if you had to pick a single player other than the bottom six, which all of them shine tonight, but if you had to pick one player, uh in tonight's game that really made the biggest difference, it was Ryan Suter. If he wasn't in the game tonight, the Stars don't win this game. Absolutely. Yeah, He. this was the best game he's played as a star. I mean, he has two points, one goal, one assist, a goal line stand at the very end of the game. He's <laughs> plus two on the night with almost 26 minutes. That's As a 36-year-old, too. And that, leading, that's, that's a lot. Leading the team by far on time on ice behind the goaltender. So... <laughs> But yeah, he also he, now the sole leader in goals for defensemen, which is mm-hmm. crazy. That's weird. Just and, bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's bad if you're looking at it that way. And bad, uh, bad from a star's perspective. Good from a right, so, perspective. So let's go ahead and talk about the defense a little bit tonight, because there's there's a couple of good things, a couple of bad things here tonight. Um, uh, good things. Suter was absolutely fantastic tonight. Um, just absolutely worked hard he was i mean he he doesn't really make a huge difference when it comes to the offensive side of the puck he did tonight but the fact that i don't really think about him very much and he's not super noticeable that maybe that's a good thing and and again maybe i just noticed it more tonight because he was on the offensive side of the puck so i was well, he watching was very him more. noticeable tonight all over the ice all, I think, all, so. exactly and i noticed him that way right and i noticed him more on the uh, defensive side uh tonight but um, the other thing I wanted to talk about the defense is the pairings because the defensive pairings have been different over the past uh, couple of games, maybe week, week and a half or so. And what we've actually seen is uh, these pairings. Miro and Suter have done really well together, so that pairing has stuck together. And they were the best pairing by far tonight, as they should be. They're the top pairing for the Stars. And then they made a really interesting that I say they the coaching staff and probably Bones in particular made a really interesting move and put Harley next to Klingberg, which is very different. You know, that's two puck moving defensemen, one being a young guy, one being a more I wouldn't say grizzled veteran, but a definitely like in his, in his prime right now. And then you've got that shutdown pairing of Lindell and Hawkenpa. 
And I, I, I was thinking about that during the game here tonight. And I had to actually go and look at DallasStars.com to make sure that that was the correct pairings. Because I was just like, you know what? I, I, I like that. I, I like it a lot. And that leads me to believe that when, uh, I almost said Suter, help me out here, Sekera, when Sekera is, you know, gets healthier, whatever's going on with him, I, I don't put him back in. I mean, Harley is fitting really well in with uh, the defense right now, and he works really well with Klingberg. And and the number one thing that you're getting from Harley that you don't get from Sekera is just the size. I mean, it's such a benefit just a having little bit another bigger. big guy out there because only having one big defensive guy it's obviously it's obviously been rough because the only physicality we've had is Jamie Ben and Hawk and Pie every once in a while. So now you just have one more guy who can actually do it. It's just it's just so much better. Unfortunately, tonight the first goal was fully on Hawk and Paw. I mean, not Hawk and Paw <laughs> on uh, I can't even remember his name. Tell me his name, Ryan. Klingberg? No, Harley. Harley. Sorry, was fully on Harley because that was a terrible play. That was the worst play in a while that I've seen in the defensive zone. Well, you've already said it. So let's just go ahead and, uh, and mention it. So the first goal in tonight's game, as we get into the, the goal summary tonight was actually from Philip Deneau, which uh, for those of you that don't remember, if you didn't watch the Stanley cup final last, uh, last year, this was the guy that was the stand-up defensive player for the Montreal Canadiens. He had five goals last year, and this year has tripled the amount that he scored. So he's now with the LA Kings, and he scored 16 goals uh, this year. That was his 16th, and it's from uh, Travis Moore. And it was – I mean, you can't make that turnover. It was, you, it was a drop you pass can't make directly that to him. I mean, it was a great pass by Harley if it was in the <laughs> offensive zone. It would have been amazing. Right, and I'll, I'll go ahead and pull this up because Brandon is exactly right. I, I was thinking the exact same way. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for listening. Um, in defense of Harley, he's still a rookie. And Bones also did say that, that you know, giving him more minutes, which is what's happened because he's playing with Klingberg, he's going to make mistakes because he is a rookie. Now, the good thing is that uh, he's kind of made up for the, those mistakes, and he's kind of been in the back burner. He's really been focusing in on uh, the defensive side of the game. And now with Klingberg, we're actually starting to see more of his offensive flair, which is nice. Uh, but yeah. unfortunately for, in this case, the stars are down one to nothing because of that great pass. In, in attack of Harley, <laughs> that was egregious. It doesn't matter. Egregious. I don't care what year he's in. And, and uh, really my favorite thing about Harley this year is Alex mentioned it. He, he, he's been getting better and better with Heather every game. You can mm-hmm. you can see his can progression see on the it's ice. Really obvious, and, and, and still after really that nice one mistake, see. he played a, a good game. I, I wouldn't say he was super noticeable and outstanding, but he still played solid, and he, he used his body like we need him to, making big hits into the into the board. So it, it, he he played fine after the fact, but just it's just so glaring a clean faceoff win, and it's a goal in the back of our net eight seconds later. Yeah, and I'll talk about that here in a second too, because that that was Multiple something times. that. As that, a trend, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's a trend, and you know, I'll just go ahead and mention it. But uh, before before I get into that, uh, the nice thing also about Harley that we should point out is the fact that yes, he's a rookie, and yes, he made a mistake, but he didn't let it like drag him down. Yeah, I mean, when you make a mistake like that, you have to have instant amnesia and just completely forget about what happened and just go on with the game. And he did exactly that. He did that well. after that. Yeah. I didn't see anything else from him. He made one mistake, and he made up for it with for the rest of the game. So that's that's a good thing uh, to see from Harley. But 
uh, let me jump into what you said, Chris, because the frustrating thing for me is, yes, we win draws. Yes, we win draws. But it seems like if, if I could take a negative out of tonight's game, and it's been a little bit of a trend, like James said, it's that we lose the we win the draw, but then we lose possession of the puck or something as soon as the draw is off. Like we went, like we have gain possession and then we immediately just throw it up the boards and then just turn it over. Well, and I, I just don't our, know if go go ahead. It was especially in our defensive zone tonight. And we weren't even getting it up the boards. I mean, we were winning it back to our defensemen, and their forwards were on us immediately, and we couldn't move the puck quick enough. And, I mean, that's not good. I mean, you have to know where you're going to take the puck if you get it off the faceoff. It seems like like that should be an easy forethought thing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they couldn't figure it out all night long. I, I haven't noticed it being, like, a super glaring trend, like, over the past few games. I've just right, thought it, it was it, egregious, especially tonight. It wasn't a super – it's not, like, a super terrible, disgusting trend, but – it I've seen it progressively get worse and not to the point to where it's costing us games. Cause obviously we're still winning and we're still doing okay. Uh, but I've been noticing it more over the past. I would James, I don't know, maybe three weeks, maybe the last month it's been getting a little worse. And it, and it gets more and more frustrating the more and more you see it. And it's right. especially weird tonight because we were so hard on the puck and every other facet of the yeah. game, but then just off mm-hmm. faceoffs were not like, Huh? It was weird. And apparently on the on the power play too. We'll get into that too. Oh, um, um, we're you can tell we're Dallas Stars fans. We're just not happy. We won the game and we're just not happy. With <laughs> not happy. That game was awesome. We just started. We, we haven't game. gotten to the good part yet. Right. Exactly. I guess that's true. And we we should mention that in the first like five to ten minutes of the game. Uh, the stars were completely on their heels and were getting outplayed by the LA Kings. The LA Kings uh, came ready to play, and the stars did not in that first ten minutes. And uh, I think it was a little bit of Ottinger, but they they played just well enough defensively to keep them out of trouble in that first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but other than that, what did y'all think about the uh, the first period? Meh. The the power play turned it around in our favor, so we kind of balanced it out after that and got our got our grips on the game. I thought the power play was it was fine. I mean, it it wasn't creative like you said. There wasn't good passing ever. It was just like, okay, pass it to the open guy, he dusts it off. Pass it to the other open guy, dusts it off. All right, maybe we'll try a one-timer. Didn't work. Like there's no it, it doesn't seem like there's any like it doesn't seem like we're trying to get something. Like earlier when our power play was rolling, we were trying to get that one two pass right to the high slot so that uh so that robertson could just wrist it home from there and right now it doesn't look like we're trying to get anything like it looks like we're just trying to get deflections in front and like on the on the power play that shouldn't be the goal the goal should be to shoot it past the the goalie honestly in my opinion and and so okay so here's all this culmination and, and why i'm excited about this because the stars are still doing decent enough to get them in itself into the playoffs but we're pointing out all of these little things and they're still winning. They're still able to win a majority of their games. And that kind of, that kind of makes me a little bit excited because we're starting to play better at about the right time. Maybe a a little, it may be a little bit early for that, but we're getting towards the end of the season and it's about the right time, according to Chris. And you know, these little things, we fix these little things and we're a complete team and I mean, that just makes me excited to think about that. And I feel like we're still we're still winning and we're not playing our best hockey. 
And the things we're talking about right now are things that we were doing well beforehand. Like we're not just asking Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan to start scoring goals like they were before again. It's not like that. This is like things we were doing this season that were going well that just stopped for some reason. So if we can figure those out, then I think we're a good hockey team. And like lots of people in upper management of the Stars say, we're a tough team to beat in a seven-game series, especially if our bottom two lines played like they did tonight. We're going to be hard to beat in seven. And, and on the track of turning it on at the right time, especially for the Western Conference, this is definitely the right time. There's like five or six teams that are sitting within five points of each other who are all fighting for like four spots. Yeah. Two of them aren't going to make it, and they have like the same amount of points. I wanted to mention that too, because like as the Eastern Conference, like as the season goes on, it's just stretching out. There's like a big gap between eighth and ninth right now. Like the Western Conference is doing gap. Right yeah. now, I the think. Western Conference is doing the exact opposite. <laughs> Everybody's just worse. moving towards the middle, <laughs> yeah. and it's just going to be a roulette wheel for whoever gets in. It's it going to be like... so much fun to watch at the end of the season, like, like to see how it all lands. It's going to be crazy. We're barely in a playoff spot right now, and we could easily, like, in two weeks, be second in our division. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're or we not could wrong. be five you're spots right. out. Like it's, You're not wrong. It's crazy. It is unbelievable how tight the West is. And uh, look, just to get back to the power play for a second, uh, with the power play, I really think you just need to go back to basics and just do something simple. Um, maybe just just start shooting. Just shoot everything that I'd you get and just that. start shooting. Or, and like you said, Chris, we haven't really seen a lot of traffic in front of the net. They, they seem to like to do that three, the top, you know, up at the blue line. They have the two de- defense defensemen, whatever the pairing is, and then have a third forward up top and yeah. do that. But they don't get any kind of like pressure, like in front of the goaltender at all. And what I keep seeing way too often on the power play is we'll have four guys on the center ice side of the faceoff dots, like four of them. We only have one guy by the net. Like, why? Like, you're not going to score from above the faceoff dots. That's the only thing that they're giving you. So why are we why are we taking only that space? I feel like we need to play behind the net more. We need to scrap for position in the slots more, and we need to get the puck there too. And our passing is just not good enough because it's just being passed, dusted, passed, dusted. Like if you see the way you score goals in the NHL, it's tic tac toe in. Like that's what it is. It's one touch and it's off your stick. You can't dust it off every single time, or else it's not going to be quick enough. These goalies are too big and they get across the crease too fast. They're going to stop it. I think they're just looking too much for the perfect play, which is why I said just go back to simplicity and yes. just look at what you can do with that. But um, anyways, let's go ahead and get past the first period. So into the second period. Uh, and by the way, we should mention in the second half of the first period, the Stars, that's when they turned it on. It was one after of the it, They play. just needed that after that goal. And especially after we got that power play, that's when the Stars really started turning it on. And it was due to the fourth line. That fourth line was fantastic and, and really got the stars going in the second period luke glendening I, I guess he forgot that he's not a minute man but uh him raffle and fox uh, they combined to get the first goal for the dallas stars in this game luke glendening gets the goal uh raffle gets the primary assist fox gets the secondary and it's 43 seconds into the second period and it's one to one dallas stars at that point what a shot Ew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a sneaky little wrister in there, man. Like it feels like every every goal he gets is like a nice top sweet. shelf it's shot. Good. It's good. We need a Luke Glendinning goal montage. 
It wouldn't yeah. be very long. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be long. It would be sweet. It would, it would be sweet. Yeah, but who would have thought at the beginning of this season that of all the players, you know, in the depth, quote unquote, we'd be getting eight goals from Luke Glendinning. He's almost at double digits, which considering he's not a goal scorer, you know, quote unquote, he's a face-off specialist. It's great that we're getting the production from him, and that and that third line tonight was fantastic I mean, as well. I should mention. You and me liked him, Ryan. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, I, I even I even liked him when he was in uh, Detroit. I loved him. I Detroit. mean, I loved him, and and I hated playing against him because it always seemed like he, he would so score good. against the stars. Always would score against the stars. But uh, anyways, uh, after Glenn Denning ties it up, nine minutes go by, and then. Kaliev, the youngster, gets an unassisted goal. What a shot, man. Uh, and that guy, it, his shot is completely underrated in this uh, in this league. And he's going to be a superstar. Mark my words uh, for, for this team. And yeah. anyways, it's his 10th of the year, and he puts up the star. He puts up the king, excuse me, two to one. It went in, and I was like, what the heck, Otter? You got to have that. It's just a shot from above the that's circles. Ex- right, that's and then exactly I went back I and I looked at it, and I was like, no, Ooh. ew. <laughs> that was even more disgusting than Glenn Denning. It was through the five hole, hit the hit the iron and went in. Like it was so it was so hard too. Like it was blistered. I mean, it was just a good shot. I mean, uh, I, we'll talk about the next. I'm going into the next two. Go I've got to have yeah. one of these next two if he want. Like, and he would have in the previous games. He wasn't on his best stuff tonight. I don't think. But either way, it, it was a good shot. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call one 877 H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, 467-369. And uh, this next goal that you were kind of talking about, Kaliev gets his second of the game. It's his 11th of the year from Dursey and Brown. Dursey uh, had a really rough game for the LA Kings. Thank goodness, because that allowed us to get a couple of goals. But it was a power play goal, and we should mention that because uh, the Stars have kind of struggled Kind of, I guess. I guess they they were like zero for sixteen at one point. They're, they had like their opponents were zero for sixteen on the power yeah. play, so they were going. But still, I don't know if that was a great goal or not. But it, it was a wow! What a blast! I, yeah. I was not expecting a hard shot like that. Yeah, it, 
it it was decent. I, I thought the, the the defending on it was bad. I mean, j- just that isolated penalty kill was not good. Um, and to explain my otter thing a little more too, I'm not saying either of these were easy saves, but just to be that win condition using the gamer term like I have before, he's got to make one of them if he wants to be the guy. So that's all I was saying. By oh, he's high, one. High, there's no question that he's definitely the guy like, right now. The guy of the game, like the man. Oh, you know, oh you're oh, the, the man, bro. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, any, anyways, we, we sh- let me go back to the second goal real quick that LA scored because uh, that was uh, 100% against uh, John Klingberg there. Uh, that comment made me think about it. Yeah. He tried to dangle around, and we've seen him do it a bunch of times, and he's like, ooh, pretty. And I guess he tried to do it again. And uh, th- th- I don't think that was a great decision by uh, John Klingberg there. And I understand what he was trying to do. He was just trying to, you know, get some more offensive pressure and everything. But uh, it cost the Stars uh, a second goal. And then um, I-, I know it did this incident in this instance, but I, I want to see more of that from our defensemen because, like, our defense is it's not offensive right now. We don't have an offensive defense this year, and that's that's been costing us a lot of our offense i think like if they're like if our defense is playing that sure. way that they did last year we're one of the top offensive teams in the league so it, i really want and, them to keep trying to get that done and and a lot of that the that goal from them was just the shooter being aware that the defenseman wasn't the one back and that he mm-hmm. could abuse that it was a forward there not a defenseman and it it was a, it was a great shot i don't really blame Klinger that much Kelly. for that first one well, and let me get into how I felt about this. And let me pause for a second on the goal summary. Because at this point, the Kings are up 3-1. to one. And what we haven't mentioned is how well the Stars were playing in the second period. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, the, both of those goals just seemed... Com- I wouldn't say completely those... against the flow of the play, but it, 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 was, it wasn't fair, I guess. Those were the their stars. only two chances. Right, exactly. And they scored on both. Right, exactly. And, you know, this game, because we would come back and win the game 4-3, to three, this game reminded me a lot of the uh, the Las Vegas game where we were up 3-1 to one and we didn't deserve to be winning that game and then Las Vegas flipped the switch and won the game 4-3. to three. So it, it just happened to be we were on opposite sides tonight. So mm. thank goodness that was the case. But I, I didn't feel panicked, but I felt more a slight bit frustrated, not super frustrated. I was like, okay, if they keep playing like this, like they have been in the second period, they're going to get rewarded and they're going to win the game. I, I Cause there's agree. no way, there's no way that LA can keep up with this kind of pressure that the stars are giving them. right now. That's exactly how I was feeling too. I was like, we got so much time. We'll sort it out. I didn't expect it to happen that fast, but <laughs> go ahead and get into it. Ryan, I guess. Right. So, <laughs> Uh, so first off, it was a sh- it was a goal to make it three to two, so they would uh, make the damage less and get closer to tying the game. Less from than a Ro- minute after, yeah, not even yeah, not even a minute after, well, almost a minute after. So I guess the Minutemen sort of kind of did their Minutemen huh. thing. Uh, Jason Robertson gets Spread. his twenty third of the year uh, from Rope Hanson, Joe Pavelski. They those guys should right right time. You can't. We've been talking about these guys all season, so they're good at hockey. I think, <laughs> especially between the three of them together, they have got a lot of good chemistry together. They, they are good at hockey, and so, someone and, must have told them that the shots are actually supposed to go in the net by this point, uh, right? Just, exactly. Like, 
goaltender and bounce off. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the high quality coaching. And yeah. what is it? Uh, is that sarcasm, Christian Chambers? Never. Never. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, you know, Jason Robertson, he get doesn't get a lot of credit where credit's due, right? He, he doesn't have like a defining characteristic like some of these other players do. Like you, when you think of Connor McDavid, you think of his speed. When you think of Ropa Hintz, you think of his speed. When you think of Gary Onoff, you think of his speed. When you think of Nathan McKinnon, you think of speed. But with Jason Robertson, he doesn't really have the the speed per se. But what makes him so lethal and scary when he's you know in the slot? Is it his shot? Is it his wrister? What is it? His wrister his is good. This is I love that word, James. Thank you. I was looking. For, I was trying to dig for that his, word. His <laughs> consistency in hockey IQ is what it is. He knows where to go every single time to put himself in a position to score, and especially. The past year, he's capitalized very often. Yeah, and I've said this about him before. I honestly, I didn't like watching Robertson play before, but he, even when I didn't like watching him play, he was still scoring. I do, I don't understand how he's just always in the right spot to make the goals. I I don't know what he's doing when he has the puck, but he always finds a way to put it in the back of the net. It's the hockey IQ. I mean, that's what it is, and I think his wrister is sick. Like like his his quick get it off the stick as fast as you can, that's good. And I'd love to hear what uh, goaltenders say about Jason Robertson. You know, the goaltenders that have uh, been scored on by him, and just to see, like, what they say that makes him so lethal and what makes him scary when he's coming down towards them. I- I'd love to hear the the banter between They probably don't even goaltenders. know he's on the ice until it's in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's a little bit true. So, um. Anyway, uh, it would continue on in the, into the second period, and the Stars would get two goals in the final minute of the second period to put them up 4-3. to three. The first one would be from Ryan Suter. It's his fifth of the year, and like you said, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Chris or James, but Ryan Suter, leads, Ryan Suter leads the Stars in, in goals this uh, year for defensemen, and it's from Kiviranta and Peterson. Known it with me. So, And, you know, that goal was – that was – a Dang, what a shot. I didn't know Suter could do that. <laughs> he needs to do that more often. All kinds of good shots tonight. And the other thing we should mention, too, is that during that shot, it wasn't just Ryan Suter who created that opportunity. It was that whole line, that Radulov line again. And you know, I, I forget who was uh, coming in front of the net, but it was an absolute perfect uh, screen to where Cal Peterson, the Kings netminder, couldn't see it. So it was just a perfect drive-by, and he couldn't see it. I, I couldn't remember which of the three players it was that did it. But it, it that line was just absolutely fantastic tonight, and Ryan Suter capitalizes on that chance. And then finally, Radulov. It, it, it seems like it. this is the time to finally get him going and with this line. So we'll, we'll see if he can actually do it. But uh, he does get the fourth goal for the Dallas Stars, and it's a timely goal. It's a game-winning goal. It's an important goal. And he gets uh, he gets that goal from, I believe it was Suter? Yep, Suter and Jamie Benn. And it, on top of that, it was a power play goal. So even though, you know, our, our defense hasn't been that great lately on in the penalty kill, uh, the power play actually comes out and is able to uh, get a goal for the Dallas Stars tonight, which is also yeah. good. And they, they get it from just sitting in front of the net and waiting for the opportunities to come. It's it's, a, it's kind of a broken play, and 
Radulov's just staying in front of the net. The puck bounces off the back. It comes right to him, and he, he buries it when he gets the chance. So, so uh, let me go ahead and, and uh, take a couple comments here because that would end the game in the third period. There, I mean, we for the Stars, there were a ton of chances, uh, if you ask me. And, and they they kind of turtled, but not really. I wouldn't not say really. that. I mean, the shots were, I think they were 10 to 11 in the third period. So the stars played really well. It, it and it wasn't they, they were playing defensively. They definitely were. But when they had their opportunities on the rush, they were taking them and they weren't just dumping it in and taking the change. They were trying to score still, which is what you need. You want to play defensively cuz we're historically at least a good defensive team and that's what we pride ourselves on. When you get those chances, you got to take them to try and put the nail in the coffin, I guess. So I'm glad they were they were doing that. And for for sure, it was we we are a defensive team. I mean, it's it's proven in our, our our one stat that we have that makes us a defensive team is our our win percentage in one goal games. It's like the fourth or third best in the league. It's crazy high for what our team actually does. Which is the exact opposite of how it was last season when we lost seventeen times in overtime or shootout. I'm over it. Seventeen. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It okay. was a lot. It was. It I don't. Was I don't really know how. Oh, okay, so I was close. <laughs> I was close. Oh. <laughs> and like we said last year, if we had had just half of those, that we would have made the playoffs. Yes, exactly. Who's, All we had to do sorry. was just win half of those. But, anyways, let's go ahead and take a couple comments here, and then uh, we'll we'll see what else we got going on tonight. Uh, Yana Hawk and Paul, we kind of talked about him a, l- a little bit, but Brandon saying. Uh, Hawk and Paw was good on defense tonight as well. Uh, other than the first, uh, I think there was one play that I, I didn't like. I thought he was very solid in tonight's game. And it, it also helps when you're 6'6 and you make a, a lot of good defensive plays when you have a giant stick. <laughs> and, and he's been doing that. T- he's been using his size like we need him to because our other defensemen can't do that at all. But he's the only one who can, and he's using it pretty much every single time, which we definitely need. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, I really love – go ahead, James. Go ahead. It's making that uh, putting him with with Lindell look really, really solid because they're just they're stopping whatever comes towards them right now. Mm-hmm. And speaking of big guys, I'd really like to see Lindell get in there because I think he's pretty big. Um, I'd, have, I'd have to look up his size, but I swear he's like six two, six three, something like that. But um, I'll you know, yeah, I, I don't know. They're not big enough, and we're sitting here. We're all like. What, how tall are you, Chris? Six, like five. Seven. Yeah, you wish. I wish I was six seven. Prove <laughs> me wrong, three. internet. I, I think I think James is the tallest of the three of us, and he's like five no, eight, right? No, taller Chris than James. Get no, ready, James. Not. Bull crap. I am five nine and three quarters, bro. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have that three quarters, right? Okay. Uh, what else have we got going? Okay, I'm going to pull this, Carmen, because I love this. But Ardell, who is a loyal listener of the show, thank you, Ardell, for listening. Ryan, when will Chris ever show Raffle some love? Respect the new Dickinson and his gritty game. Never. I'll let you go ahead and answer that, Chris. Go ahead. Never. <laughs> He's better than Foxa. And- there. <laughs> Which is not this saying is much right deep. now. Foxa is having a rough season. He played very good against Buffalo. That was the one time I was happy to watch Ruffle, I guess. 
Just because so, he had two goals, that was it. That's the only time you've ever been happy with Michael Ruffle. Yeah, yeah, he is. that's bull crap. That's yeah. absolute. So that, bull crap. I think that's the you only need time to give Chris him way more bull crap. You have to give him way more props and credit than that. He's had. He's no, I, don't, had I, don't do, the, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you don't have to do anything, <laughs> but you would be wrong. It's working. It's working. And I mean, we already talked about it. The fact that the bottom six tonight was fantastic, and he was one of the, the big leaders six. in that. Yes. Was it Raffle like, only? No. It wasn't just Raffle only. When Raffle right. himself does something, I'll praise him. So, oh Buffalo, goodness. good job, Raffle. Proud of you, buddy. Sh- shut up. Chris, I hate you so much. <laughs> Never give Raffle the props. But, okay. Uh, oh, no, no. Randy came out here and said Chris did show Raffle some love, just some after the Buffalo game. Okay, so, yeah. I probably did that on Twitter. I don't remember. Yeah, probably. Uh, Brandon again, Sam, but Ryan, you have said it constantly this season. The stars have been consistently inconsistent and that's been like my catchphrase for them this season. Will we see more of that or have we found our groove? Um, you know, after that Arizona game, even though we lost the game against Nashville, which we deserve to win that game, it's just, we got goalied a little bit by Soros. They've really done fairly well and they've been fairly consistent in the way that they've played. <laughs> Right? Yep. But, so, I mean, if you're so, a betting man, you're betting against them being consistent, obviously, because the way the season's been going. Exactly, right. But the you way... Know, we, we talk about this right now, and then they're going to turn around in the game on Friday and just lay a goose egg and lose 7 to nothing. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's I'm what saying it now, so I, so I beat the jinx, James. That's why I'm but saying that. The thing is, Aww. we talked about selling in the past, and if... So, so the way we're going right now with our, we're having a good sell. street going. We're not selling. So if we're not selling, then the only other thing we can do that is good will be have everything come together just at the perfect time. And we harmonize and just all sing Kumbaya and pull a, pull a LA Kings and come from the last seed and win the cup. So <laughs> that's, that would be the only positive if we don't sell. So either we we blow up now and blow up hard <laughs> or we have to harmonize or else the season is a wash in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ardell, I think is we're going to take this last comment here. Ardell on YouTube saying, can this team win on the road this month? Uh, Michael Roffel is a solid player, Chris. Ah, has a strong yeah. back to drag Fox along this season. Fox needs to be better, not just for one game either. Yeah, that's true. And that's I'll true. That. That's true. He's very right about that with Foxa. And I don't know. I, I think Foxa is still nursing something. He's he maybe it's he's just been off because of his uh, injury last season, but it, it it doesn't make sense because he he was so consistent for you know two, three, four seasons for us, and then all of a sudden. He gets injured, and he just hasn't been the same since that injury. Well, I, I saw a leak on Twitter. It said he might be suffering from being bad at hockey-itis. So that's something we need to keep that's in mind. Just that mean. Tweet. <laughs> that, that's just me. Who was that? Who was that? That was me. I just came up with that right now. I just said <laughs> that's lure you in. That's <laughs> oh, I got me. Came up with I, that on I the actually, spot. I, I was literally going on Twitter to go and find it. And I was just like, oh, I got to go find that. Man, that it was so compelling. That gummit. Well, okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait. Think the, the, the team on ahead. the road thing. They better because yeah, they're all they on the road. Yeah. All of them are. <laughs> so mm-hmm. 
yeah. We get into at the end of the month of March, we have game, no game, game, no game, game, no game for like two and a half weeks straight, and almost all of them are on the road. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are against Central Division teams. So we have to. <laughs> this is the month that we could lose it. So at least it's before the trade deadline, I guess. That's, That's true. Plus. That is true. <laughs> now, uh, let me get into one other thing because uh, I wanted to wait for this till the end. But Alex Smith needs brought out a really good comment here. Uh, thank you, Alex, for listening. He said, this is the seventh start for Otter in a row, most consecutive in three years. And I believe this is like 10 of 12 or 11 of 13 or 11 of 12 or something like that, where he has just been the guy. Has Jake Ottinger fully arrived or is this just a hot streak? Or is this, this is the Otter, this is Jake Ottinger. Like this is what we should expect from here on out. This is it. He's the number one now. Bishop was pushed out when he didn't want to be. It's earlier than we wanted it to be, but that's how the NHL goes right now. Young goalies is king. So we got to buy in completely. I think even on the road, like Bones is going to want to play Holby so bad on the road. We know he is because he loves playing Otter on the uh, Otter at home. So he has to hold on to that and just ride Otter through this, no matter what happens, because he's the guy. He's better, and I and we, we've seen Holby is still kind of on and off from IR stuff too, which is not fun to see, but. Right. Either way, Otter is the guy despite that. So, And then taking a look at the uh, standings here, guys. Um, if you look at the Central Division, Colorado is running away with the entire Western Conference. It's insane. They have 84 points, and the next closest is 70. Yep. It's, and, uh, it's Colorado and then all the other teams. Everyone else. Yeah, everybody else. And yeah, then Arizona exactly. at the bottom. Well, then, Seattle's down there, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Seattle. That's sad. <laughs> Poor Seattle. Yeah, they're a team. Poor guys. Actually, though, Seattle is... <laughs> <laughs> Seattle is... Yeah, that, that, that's two good right comments now. from both of y'all tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry, James. I cut you off. Go ahead. Seattle is beating the Predators currently, but it's only by one, and they're still... We love them! They are we a love team. them. They are they, a team. They are a team. <laughs> go, crack, and go. Go, crack, and go. Okay, anyways, so after Colorado with 84 points, St. Louis has 70, Minnesota has 65, Nashville has 64, and Dallas has 63. So even though Dallas has left some points out in some places where we talked about multiple times over the course of this, you know, of this season, they are within striking distance of third in the central division. And that is a strong, it's a, I wouldn't say a strong possibility. Let me rephrase that. It is a possibility for them to go for that third seed. And I mean, I don't know if I would want to play St. Louis in the playoffs, but I mean, it's it's amazing. (laughs) I would rather not. No, 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 no. I don't know, Ryan. I want to stay away from the blues. I do lose in the playoffs. No good. Never well, a good sign. E- either way, we are currently in a playoff spot just because the Dallas Stars have played one less game than, than the Edmonton Oilers. Unfortunately, and that's think- going to change tomorrow because Edmonton is playing uh, Chicago. So go, Flurry. Go, Chicago. Go. Oh, wait. You're right. <laughs> 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 mm. Well, and honestly, guys, that seems to be 
kind of it. I mean, Anaheim's kind of there with 61. Vancouver, Vancouver, I don't think, has a chance, and I don't think Winnipeg really does either. So it, it really is about making sure that we keep pace in the Central Division and beat the Central Division teams. I think that's going to be the most important thing. And yeah. because it looks like the Central Division is going to send five teams instead of the instead of splitting it four and four, I think it's even more important that we pay attention to the not just the Central Division games, but the Pacific Division games as well. And we've got a couple of those coming up as well. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. definitely really important here because I mean, look looking at it, there's I, I said six and five points. It's actually six and four points. So it it, it is really really tight we are tied with Edmonton right now and Heinz only two behind us and it, it's 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 getting scary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it definitely is yeah it definitely is this next upcoming game Winnipeg in Winnipeg we are not good there we're bad there no. so we better turn the script around because it's and it- it's especially a, it's a big game. We want to keep them all the way out of the playoff spot because they're still probably holding on to hope a little bit. Yep, they gotta. They do have a little bit of hope. They do have a little bit of hope, but that's a team you have to beat. Yep, it, and it's I an mean, easy team to lose to. I mean, right. honestly, at home they're a tough team to play against. It's going to be a tough game. They gotta. They gotta be ready from puck drop. And these next three games are going to be the most critical too. And it just sucks that they're all on the road. It's Winnipeg. Minnesota and Nashville. And we mentioned all three of those teams just here in a second. That's why they're critical is that they're on the road too. I mean, historically that's been the place where we're at. That's where this month comes down to on the road is going to decide if we're buyers or sellers. Cause we could tumble and fall and boom, we're from in a playoff spot to selling real quick. I still truly believe that seven of the next day are on the road. So, and I know, I know four of those are against the uh, Eastern Conference, but still, I, I think every game at this point is the most important game of the season. If you want to make the playoffs, it has to be that way, and that's the way you have to look at it. So, um, anyways, we could talk about this even more further tonight, but I think it's a good time to kind of cut it off. Any anything else we need to mention tonight, guys? Uh, almonds are good. Almonds are good. James, almonds you got anything? <laughs> Nope, that's it. All right. Well, along with Chris and James, I am and Brian. This has been StarCast Checker Marks, the after-game review for game number 53 against the LA Kings. The Stars do end up getting the win here tonight, 4-3 to three in regulation against the team they're trying to track down in the uh, Stanley Cup playoff race, which is very good. And uh, we will be back with you guys again on Friday for the game against the Winnipeg Jets. That's a 7 p.m. start so that'll be a very important game as we have already talked about but once again we want to thank our sponsor for our episode the podcast and the whole hockey podcast network DraftKings. please go and use the promo code thpn the next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them and we're gonna sign off on here tonight guys thank y'all very much and thank you for listening whenever you're listening to it morning evening afternoon whatever have a good evening and go stars GG boys.